discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. How many of you trust Jesus? Wave your hands to Jesus. Now, see, it's easy to say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of you just, my hands went up. When there's no disaster, it's easy to trust Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many of you trust that Jesus holds the world now? How many of you trust that there's nothing the devil will do that will stop God's plan? Well, last week I came to tell you what Satan is doing. This week, I want to tell you what God is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, slap your hands for Jesus again. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, last week, I came to explain to you the situation we find ourselves in in the world at the time. And I mentioned that these are the days for the immortals. This is the season for people to transmutate in the spirit. These are the times where men must transfigure into the glorious image of God even while on earth. These are the times where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego must enter fire and fire cannot touch them and they do not smell even like smoke. And I said last week to you that that is what God is trying to get us to understand. That that has been his goal from the very beginning. Sons that express the sonship of Christ. Sons that express the same pedigree and anointing and capacity of Jesus Christ. But beyond that, I want to bring you some kind of news now. Now, as I looked through all the news and I saw the things that the enemy was doing all over the world... This week I got notification that apparently, sir, um, if you are vaccinated in Ghana, it's not valid in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, whatever vaccine you receive in Ghana, when you enter UK, it's invalid. To them, you are unvaccinated. So it's like, you have to collect another one. Do you understand what is going on? Then they also have a problem now. They are saying that if you are vaccinated, you need a third dose. Because it looks as if the vaccine is waning out. So when it enters your system, after a while, it has finished. So they have to top up. Yeah. That's why I told you last week that my issue is not against the vaccine. My issue is that if you don't understand the revelation behind what is going on, your body will become a lab full of mercury and everything. They'll, they'll choke you. <laughs> Till you grow a horn. So that's it. We want them to grow horns before we are satisfied. So the world has entered chaos. And I gave you a certain statement last week that though the world has entered the chaos, I mentioned the secret to the destruction of Babylon is God's holy tribe. 
which is Zion. The army of the Lord that is coming. They are the people that are going to be the destroyers of mystery Babylon. So Revelation 18 describes how mystery Babylon is falling. But Revelation 17 tells us that they that came with the Lord to wage war with the beast and the Antichrist in Revelation 17, 14 are the called, the chosen, and the faithful. So when they finished waging war, the declaration of what the war had done in Revelation 18 was stated. An angel stood up and shouted, saying, Babylon, Babylon, Babylon the great is falling. And all her merchants and all that. So there was an action that happened in 17 that destroyed Babylon the Great. And I mentioned to you last week that if we don't enter into our office of Godhood, the problem we are going to face is that Babylon will seem to thrive for a while. So it means without the church rising up, we delay his coming. And his coming, which is the redemption, Luke 21, rejoice when thou seest wars, rumors of wars, earthquake and thunders. He said, rejoice, for thy redemption is nigher. So it means the longer we take to get this revelation, the longer it takes for our redemption to appear. Are we there? And I was explaining to you something very crucial, but I'll say it in a different way today. The reason why you are sinning and hanging out with all sorts of nonsense is because you don't have a revelation of who you are. It's an identity crisis, truly. So when you come to Foundation School, Temelius in Love Economy, and they are teaching you who I am in Christ, it's not theological. Because everything you ever do is founded on that statement. Who am I? You see, Joseph knew that his father has to bow to him. Joseph knew that his mother has to bow to him. His elders, elder brothers have to bow to him. So because of that, no matter how Potiphar's wife looked enticing, his future made him guard himself. It is a lack of revelation of where you are going that makes you settle for anything. If you know where you are going, that this action will not cause the people God has shown that must bow to you to bow to you, you compromise. If pastor sees what love economy is supposed to become, he is not going to meddle in nonsense. No matter how we are tempted, the future we see. Because in the spirit, we understand, sir, that by the action of Achan, his entire family is put in a valley to be burnt. So if you understand that in the spirit, you, your marriage has delayed. You, your childbirth has delayed. You, your financial breakthrough has delayed because you were a gatekeeper. You are a transmitter of the transition of the blessings of God. Like David was. The bastard shall not enter into the congregation of God until the 10th generation. So when it was up for the 10th generation, unlike other kings before David, David had to bite sore battles. David had to be anointed and go through a postdated process 13 years before and even going plus to 17 years before he finally sat as king over all the nation. But Saul didn't have that problem. So the day they anointed him, the next morning he was in the city. He was on the chair. David is the destroyer of a curse. So his son is not a straight path. But you don't understand that if you don't settle it, your children will fight it. And there's nothing painful that you knew this battle was yours. And your children are handling it. And the painful part is that, sir, if you were designed to fight it, and you failed, then your children are not designed. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, if you know where you're going, no wonder the apostle John said in 1 John 3, 2, that everyone has this hope. Because he said, beloved, now we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what shall be like, but when we shall see him, we shall be like him. Verse 1. But verse 2 now says that when we shall see him, we shall be like him. And everyone, verse 3, everyone that has this hope, what is the hope? That we will be like him. It makes you guard yourself from misbehavior. So the vision of your destiny is what makes you prevent the mistakes of today. But if you don't have that vision, you'll do everything. You'll go everywhere. Everyone will be your friend. I keep telling people in our fellowship, our ministry, that love every man, but choose your friends. Love every human being, but your friends must be carefully chosen. Hey, are you here? Are you here? Because some friends are Jonas. Bishop Doug one day said something. He went to a country. And when he was about to sit in a certain man's car, he asked him, do you pay tight? The guy said, no. He said, I'll get down here. <laughs> Even staying in the wrong house can bring you a story you never expected. I'm telling you. It's like, tonight I pray God will open your spirit. Because there's an educational package to the dimensions of Godhood. And I'm going to show you something. When God created Adam, there was an educational system for Adam. Adam's fall changed his educational system. What you have today is an educational system that makes you Satan disaster failure oriented. If you didn't, I'm telling you. The very things that fights your ability to live like God is emotions, is sight, and is thoughts. If you can break these bridges of what if I fail? If you break the bridge of if I get disgrace, so what? Some of you will be the greatest scientist the world has ever seen. But the fear of the seeing and the fear of the hearing and the fear of the knowing is what makes you stay as a mere man when you should quit like a man and be strong. If I ask you a question, if you trust God, you will not be in a hurry to be rich. Because he that believeth does not make haste. If you trust God, you will not say, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. This divorcee has come. What do I do? Perhaps this is my last chance. You don't trust God. The divorcee must be Holy Ghost filled. And there must be a divine reason behind his divorce. Because any other thing, there's problems waiting for you. I tell you. It's, 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 no, no. I tell young girls, you are too young to play for divorcee. He has seen marriage before. You is your first start. And what situation are you putting yourself in to start life with somebody's children when you've not even had time? So you end up realizing that if the man is not Holy Ghost filled, led by the Spirit, matured, you will end up being a nanny. He didn't marry a wife. He married somebody to take care of his children. Am I preaching a message at all? But I ask you a question. Can you trust God? <laughs> Can you trust God that God said, I need you to be 50 before you marry? <laughs> Somebody didn't get that message. <laughs> Can you trust God? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Because you see, I said to you last week, eh? and, and what I was trying to tell you is this, I was awful. if we break from my emotions, we will display God with ease. 
but our emotions hold us too much. How can you be on fire? Then right after the fire, I, I, let me. I, think I should show them that scripture. Let me show you David's problem. Mm, Second Samuel chapter eleven. I want to show you David's problem. David did something that made him come, in, come sleep with Bathsheba. Look at it. Second Samuel eleven. Look at it. I want to show you this. Uh huh. And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time that the kings went to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants and all Israel that they should go and destroy children of Ammon and besiege Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. I thought he was praying. Look at verse two. And it came to pass at even time that David arose from his bed. It means he was sleeping the whole day. No, you don't raise right. You rise in morning time. But Bible says it came to pass at evening. So it means the whole day was in bed. That's why he saw Bathsheba. Because Bathsheba has been staying there since. If you understand the system of the generals of Moses, uh, of David, David's generals, they were a category that were actually the Praetorian. That is why when Uzziah entered the temple and the house of David, and David said to him, enter my house, go to your wife. He said, sir, my duty makes me protect you. So I'll sleep in the courtyard. That courtyard you see is not in the front porch like that. It was a quarter for the Praetorians. Because it was David's special armor bearer. That's why their houses were close to the house of David. Because let me answer me, sir. Is it the day David went to stand on the rooftop that Bathsheba relocated? It means she has been bathing all the time at that place. It's a reverence. And it's even evening, so it's normal. She has to bath. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) So the problem is not Bathsheba's bathing. It is the time David woke up. Have you wondered that some of you of the nonsense you do, you were in bed and bored? No listening to message, no prayer, just pressing your phone. From YouTube to Instagram, seven hours of browsing. You will soon browse a human being. Message. That is the end of the message. After seven hours of browsing the phone, you will look for a human being to browse. David, brother David, when your soldiers are fighting, I thought you were tiring to intercede. I thought you were tiring to inquire of God. He was in bed, and Bible said he woke up in the evening. <laughs> Tell your neighbor the way you be waking up in the night. Eh? You wake in the morning, you nine o'clock. You are still in bed. Ten o'clock. And child of God, you dare put on your status lazy day. Lazy day. Hey! 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 <laughs> like, 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 the day God says lazy day, you will see what will happen in the world. And you are supposed to be co heirs with Him, co rulers, and co administrators of the earth. And the co administrators, He said, they don't know. Neither do they understand. That is why all the foundations of the earth have gone out of course. Because they keep saying lazy day. They keep letting their emotions get the better of them. That is why <laughs> the apostle said, an unmarried man has unbridled passion for the Lord because emotions is not attached. If you are not married now and you are waiting to marry, I will show you something today about waiting. Some of you, you are wild, you are wasting away. You are not waiting. No, no, no. To wait means you are preparing for what you are expecting. You are saying, God, give me the president. Hey, 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 hey. Do you know what it means to marry the president of Ghana? 
No, no, even to marry, even to marry a man of God or to marry even a CEO, the women that look at your husband and the president of Ghana. No, the problem of Samson eh, is lack of revelation to his status. He didn't understand he was a judge. So if you even check Samson's story, he hardly stayed at the place he should be judging. He was always in another country. And yesterday I caught a revelation. It's a very serious one. And I know you're all above 18, so I can say it. Also, the Bible says Samson was a strong man, so Delilah was not having it easy. Jesus Christ, you downloaded it. So what it means was that, also, Delilah was enduring till she cuts off his hair. It was not easy for her. Ten times a day. Hey, Samson. He said, I love this girl. <laughs> all the girls have seen this. No, no one can, can handle this one. This one can handle. And she said, I'm enduring. I need to cut off your hair. So whatever you do, do. The day I take my scissors, you will hear that song. Me wa paso, me wasika, me I'll cut your hair. If he knew who he was, he would understand that the category of person he is will contract certain kinds of women his way. Some of you, Bible says, and, 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 and the angel in Judges 13 said, your son, eh, he has been born to destroy Philistia. So his agenda will make him top priority for Satan. You, you have been born to stop a cycle in your family. But all of a sudden, Satan found a way to plant the cycle in you. Because you didn't have revelation that when you come as a cycle breaker, the devil will come hard at you. So it is high time you put away. Hey, I'm going to preach this message. <laughs> Why am I preaching what I'm preaching? The thing about God is, hey, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. Let me see how I go. Ephesians 4.24, quickly. Ephesians 4.24. Hmm. The day Samson told Delilah that it's my hair, Bible says they just finished the last one. So Samson was asleep on her lap. But Delilah still had energy because there was a purpose. <laughs> so while Samson was resting, the married understands. Yeah. Men, we like resting. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. Somebody say, oh man of God, I wish I can try that. The Lord be with you and deal with you. Marry, 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 marry. Amen? Yeah. So something has finished his last session. Delilah is awake. She's holding scissors. Atepium. 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 Samson woke up. Ah, my love. He said, you is love? <laughs> I've been enduring you for a while. You thought you had found a lover. <laughs> my boy. So that in case the hair grows, there is no direction to the hair. Today I will show you <laughs> spiritual sumsumsem. You see, this is double emphasis. Also, it means that I can go to Egypt, and when I enter Egypt, I think that I've disobeyed God, and God has forgiven me. But in the forgiveness of God, I've brought Hagar with me. It's just a matter of time; she will incubate my decision for going to Egypt. Some of you keep playing with God. Today you are in church, tomorrow you are in the club, tomorrow you are drinking. Yeah, you are, you, 
in the spirit, eh, Hagar has been purchased. She is waiting to give birth to Ishmael. Then you see, one day you are married, you have peace of mind, but Ishmael is in your house, mocking every blessing, and you don't understand why. Today I'll tell you why when he says you are gods, but you are joking like mere men. You don't understand. There is a category I've been called to. Beloved, this thing about holiness, righteousness, is not about religion. It's about a standard so you can operate at the frequency of God. If you desecrate it, you are blocked. He is not taking it away, but you have blocked the junction. And I'll show you tonight. Ephesians 4.24, let's read it. <laughs> so when we read, when we sing that song, that song came to us. What was that? What year was that? 2019. He's my friend. The song we sang, You Are My Lover, 2019 or so, or 18, 2020. When I was 19, I sang it at a place in 2019. Yeah, we're worshiping the song game. See, I'm not a singer, so most of my songs, it takes a while to. Uh-huh. This one, you can put my name there. <laughs> yeah. Last time you put my name, it was not my song. <laughs> I heard it from Pastor Chentok, so I came to sing it to you. This one, when you put my name there, hallelujah, amen. Also, for once of us, I need credit. Won't try my album. Won't try my album. <laughs> Amen. Now, he said that ye put on the new man. Say, put on the new man. Which after God, oh, say after me, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, let's go to Colossians 3.10. Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new man. New man again. Say, new man. Which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now, Colossians says the new man is renewed. Ephesians said the new man is created. Yet it's the same new man. So how can a created thing at the same time be also renewed? Yet we also know that the new man is also a spirit man. So what is the renewal for a spirit man? What is going on? Now, in the Greek, in Ephesians 4.24, this new man is talking about a man called the Kainos man. Kainos. K-A-I-N-O-S. And this Kainos man is an entity. The word Kainos means an entity or creature that exists for the first time. None before it, none after it. A species of a new kind. That's the word Kainos. But when you come to Ephesians, Colossians 3 verse 10, he now says that, and have put on. So the word have put on has put participle in the action. You see, and put on is imperative, command. But have put on means you are already wearing it. Mm. Are we here? And have put on means you have entered the state where you are wearing him already. But the reason why you have put him on is because he has been renewed in knowledge. But this new man is no more kindness man. The word new man here is the word neon man. And neon man is the word where you get the word, I know you know this one, neoniscus, youthfulness. So it is a youthfulness that cannot age. Eternally young. He said, and I've put on eternally young man, a youthful man, which is renewed. Now, if he is eternally young and cannot experience oldness, why must he be renewed? This is the junction where the balance of the revelation of position and experience is necessary. And I'll show you something. At this place, he has to be renewed because the spirit is what is created. But as often, when God was creating the 
man. He created him as spirit. And when he created man as spirit, he formed man in the dust of the earth. Then he put man inside the dust of the earth. And the reaction between the dust and the spirit created the soul. So what it meant was that when the spirit entered the dust, the soul came alive. And that soul, man became, it means he came alive. The becoming was a product of the spirit entering the, 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 the flesh. And when the spirit entered the flesh and the soul became, the soul was now owned by the spirit. That is why in Hebrews 4.12, he says the soul and the spirit is like bone and marrow. What he means to say is, is that the soul is owned by the spirit. So the spirit is the bone, the soul is the marrow inside. Now because the soul and the spirit are merged together, though the spirit is new, though the spirit is eternally youthful, because of the soul that is in it, it needs renewal. This is why Paul prayed this prayer. And we call it the highest apostolic prayer that the Holy Ghost allowed Paul to write in Ephesians 1, 17 down to 19. That the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. That he may know. Can I tell you something? The thing you are is not a product of actions and doings. It's a product of seeing and knowing. So it means that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the working of God that is at work in you. The moment you see according, it means there must be permissions. Anytime you see according to the effectual working which is at work in you, according to means in line with, in permission to. It means that you have Godhood in you, but there is something that limits Godhood. It's called your mind. Oh, Are we here tonight? Wave your hands to Jesus. And Paul is saying that our understanding must be flooded with light. Can I say something to you? Do you know that Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, when he prayed for wisdom, God didn't say, I will give you. God said, you have it. So when God was talking to Solomon, he didn't say, I'm going to give you. He was telling Solomon that even to pray this prayer, you are already wise. Can we go there? First Kings 3. (laughs) Can I put this one? You can use it as a quote. The new creation is not becoming like God. The new creation is becoming what he already is. What you are becoming is what you already are. Hmm. What you are becoming is what you already are. You are not becoming something new. See what it says. And behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. So he is now telling um, Solomon... I will not give you. I've already given it. But there are some things you must do for what you have become to be what you are becoming. So praying is no more religious. I said to you last week, the moment revelation leaves your life, everything you do now is religion. So I said, when I understand that praying 
is not at the frequency of God give me a car. God give me a house. No, that's not prayer. It's not that dimension I'm praying for a car or a, a money. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a frequency you get to. You are in a depth with God. Things you don't even want, they come. And at that frequency, it is not an idol, so it never makes you proud. <clears throat> you become a magnet of things. There's no record Jesus prayed that he needed money or supplies. Never. But he also always prayed in the morning. What was he praying about? You see, there's a stage of prayer. Eh? Can I get this here? Give me this here. Just give it to me. The chair. Uh-huh. Let me show you something. There's a stage of prayer. <laughs> You've prayed. I pray, Father, I destroy every counsel of darkness against my family. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Father, I declare my miracle marriage is here. My miracle husband is here. My miracle wife is here. My miracle money is here. My miracle visa is here. You are, it's good. That's stage one. That's baby stage. In fact, that's baby stage of prayer. True. It's like a baby. The baby, the baby does not intend to talk to the mother. The baby's communication to mommy is need. In water. In milk. In heat. In sleep. Everything I want. That's baby's language. Give me, give me, give me. But when you grow in the escalation of divine agenda and the office of Godhood, you sit like this. You do not pray for what you want. You sit there and look at God. Medo taratas. At this frequency, you and God's face have intermerged. Here, you don't tell God, I need this. You tell God, you said I'm your battle axe. Where must I be swung? So at this frequency, you are not coming to ask God for things. You are telling God, your wish is my command. So at this frequency, you have entered the fellowship of the Godhead. What are you doing? You are no more requesting from God. Now God is requesting from you. You don't understand that the height of prayer is when the thing changes from you asking God to God asking you. God will now tell you, what do you, God will now say, my son, I have a burden. What is it? I want to go to America. Is that so? And then God will say yes. Lord, when? He said October. Okay. What for what? He said, I need to turn that city upside down. He said, don't worry. I'll handle it. You have entered that zone. Do you understand what it means for you to be God's battle axe? In the medieval times, there was a weapon called the battle axe. It was a short, steady axe. It was not the, what do you call it? The, the infantry axe. There are two kinds of axe. If you watch most of the ancient uh, soldiers, the big axe where they hold had a, at the edge at the end, but there was a short one that was always by their side. That one they don't swing it, they throw it. So that one you throw it like a boomerang, and God said, You are that one. So when God needs to do some actions, He doesn't show up at the battlefront, He sits in heaven and He will throw you, enter Ghana. <laughs> but as sharp as you are, you are chopping heads off, and God will catch you. Enter pocket. Battle axe. I need it in Nigeria. Shum, and you are gone. <laughs> I've heard the cry of my people. And I've come down to save them. Moses, battle axe. Shum, 
And do you know how God sends you? He will never send you where you are celebrated. Because when Moses was entering Egypt, his face was all over the world, most wanted. He has murdered and he was, he was a chief fugitive. Because he murdered and they were looking for him to give him justice. 40 years. So when he entered town, his face was everywhere. That's why he told them, he said, you know, you are looking for me to kill me. Can I tell you something? Human love will hide you. But divine life will expose you to danger. For God so loved the world that he exposed his son to death. Mm. So the more God loves you, the more he exposes you to danger. Can I, can I preach that message? That's why I love that old song. Revelation in Sabayanto. So nyame dowa, no so woshe. O nyame dowa, ena o so woshe. So, some of you were not born. You were not born. You were not born. This is the 80s. This is the 80s. You were not born. No so woshe. Wave your hands to Jesus. Because there's a reality of this story. There's a reality of this truth that we must come to. And the issue is this. When God was creating the earth, ah, I said it last week, but let me continue. The renewal of your mind and the dimensions of knowledge is characteristic to your person. It's characteristic to your person. Now let me say this. I said to you last week that every habitat was where a creature came from. You remember that? So when God needed to create the fish, he said let the fish bring forth after its kind. The sea, sorry. When he wanted to create the birds, he said let the feminine bring forth birds. When he wanted to create animals, he said let the earth bring forth beasts. But when he got to man, do you know what he said? He went to speak to the habitat of man let us so the habitat of the fish was what god said let you produce fish the habitat of the birds open heavens let the sky produce so he was using let let the earth produce the beast but when he got to the habitat of man he didn't go to the earth because if he was creating man from the from the earth you say when god commanded the earth he commanded the earth to produce beast and man so though we were formed from dust we were not created from dust. Our habitat is not dust. That habitat is necessary for interface. Because if he left us in glory, we will be like him. And we can't interface with a body. So he had to give us material medium. So we can interface divinity and material medium. So God went to the medium and the habitat of man. And it was the Godhead. Let us also birth. The water has birthed fish. The sky has birthed a bird. The earth has birthed a beast. Let the Godhead also birth after its kind. Then Adam appeared. And if it is the habitat, then that is the sustenance. That's why today I said the angels of his presence are here. Listen, if you can master the presence of God, you are gone. Job 28, 7. Can you put it there for me? There's a location where demons can never find you again. Job 27. He said, There is a path where no fowl knoweth, and the vulture's eye have not seen. Verse 8. The lion's whelp have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. 
The fowls we know from scripture is the evil spirit, according to Matthew chapter 13. The vultures are demons. Lions web are the children of lions, fallen angels. And we know Satan is the angry lion, fierce lion. So it means there's a place in the spirit demons don't know. It means in the spirit, when you enter that location, call the presence of God, the GPS of Satan will never locate you. You can never be found. It is habitat. You are exposed because you are not there. We quote Psalm 91 every time, but it says, because thou hast made the Lord thy habitation, with thy eyes shall you see the reward of the way. So that statement is not aside or apart from the Lord being your habitation. So if the Lord is not habitation, you will see wicked. And if you, yeah, that's what scripture, Psalm 91 verse 12. He said, because thou hast made the Lord thy habitation. Mm. Shoot it, shoot it. Psalm 91 verse 12. Kubala shata. <laughs> Today I pray that you press him. Today you will leave your emotions aside. You will leave your gentility aside. Some of you, your beauty is in your prayer life. Satan has deceived you. It's not powder. It's not red lips. It's prayer. Your glory is going. Prayer. Do you know what it means for Anna, a widow, to dedicate her life? She was 80 years a widow. She was dedicating her life to prayers and fasting. This generation, after two years of divorce, but this is not firewood. Oh, Jesus, let me preach. Let me preach the message. He said, because, <laughs> because thou hast made thy habitation, the most high thy, thy habitation, verse 10, verse 10, there shall no evil before you. Neither shall plague. So these, these blessings are connected to God is your house. So, beloved, if plague is coming to your house, check your location. If you are praying and you are getting confused and demons are talking, then check where you are praying at. Because the secret place is the secret chambers. Can you imagine you have entered the bedroom with your wife and even your house help enters there? You deal with him. How much more you have entered the bedroom of God and Satan has the audacity to open the curtain and come and... So there's a realm. May betrayal realm be. When you enter that realm, demons have stopped playing with you. You can't have demonic dreams. You can't last again. It's not. It's not you doing it. It's a realm. Father, open our eyes. Let we see. Let us see this place. Let us see this place. Mm, 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 mm. Where the eagles fly and the eagles soar on high. Let us see this place. <laughs> now, when God got to creation, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7. Now, you keep reading up to verse 13. Can you show what happened in Genesis 1 13? Genesis 1 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Aramando Koda. Alright, go to verse 11. See what happened. Now God said, Let the earth put forth tender vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees, yielding fruit whose seed is in itself, each according to its kind upon the earth. And it was so. Verse 12. 
And the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds and trees bearing fruit in which was their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw it was good, suitable, admirable, and he approved it. Verse 13, and this was the evening, morning, and the third day. Can we go to Genesis 2? I want to show you something. The verse number 4. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. When no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Verse 6. But there went forth a what? I missed fog vapor from the land and watered the whole earth of the ground in verse 7. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth. Now, something very remarkable is happening here. In Genesis 1 verse 11 down to 13, he says he has created vegetation. But in Genesis 2, he said the vegetation is not there. So actually, if you look at how the thing is going, when Adam showed up, there was no tree. No plants. But God has already done it. So now Adam shows up because number one, remember like last week I told you, co-heirs, joint heirs, God, Godhood. Adam now joins God to create. Because there's nothing there when God, when Adam shows up. So Adam now comes first so that the trees and everything can show up. So what it meant is this. Genesis 1.14 is what I want to bring your mind to. Verse 1.14. Genesis 1.14. says what? What does it say? And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. So Asafo is telling me that this is when time was created. So from Genesis 1, 1 to 13, it's happening in eternity. Whoa. <laughs> that is why God creates the tree, but we've not seen it. Because time has not begun. Ah, I what I want to tell you today is this. Your house has been created. <laughs> tonight I want to show you something. So that you become very... Your spirituality is not an approval for promotion in church. It is for your proper function on earth. If you're not spiritually, there are trees, there are seeds, there are fruits, but there's no man to till the ground. In fact, the Hebrew says there is no manager. So without a proper manager who understands the resources in the spirit, it will not show up. Let me tell you something. The greatest thing that destroyed the advancement, progress, and the access to any blessing is lack of management. It's true. If you don't know how to manage finances, you will never access it. If you don't know how to manage relationships, genuine people, God will not send them your way. I'm telling you. Your fellow has a man. He said there was no man to till the ground, so there was no tree. So it means that if there is a manager, God will bring some blessings. It means that your first access to any miracle is the revelation of management. If you lack it, it's not coming. So it means that in the spirit, eh, all of you here, God is not yet to create. He has already created. Ah! Am I preaching to some people at all? Are you in the service? So now God creates this thing. And also, if you go here, time will fail me. But if you go into the word seasons, it's the word muadim. Muadim is sacred times. And time will fail me to get there. Do you understand why? Every time Jesus went somewhere, it was 
about the time of Passover. It was about the time of Feast of Tabernacles. Those were the seven festivals. What it meant was that God has timings in the spirit. And every time you move, it's connected to timings that are called sacred. So anytime you disobey the instructions of God, you have delayed a timing. And that's why Jesus did his miracles on the Sabbath. Trying to tell us that it needs to be done in sacred time to experience divinity. Mm. Of course, I'm not talking of the literal. All the seven feasts have Christ's substance in it. As Colossians said, it's a substance. So the Feast of Tabernacles is the dimensions of the seasons where you can experience. You know, there's a season in your spiritual life. You can feel God is in your room. It's Feast of Tabernacles. (laughs) when you begin to walk in the rest of God you are in Sabbath it's called sabbatical because man ceased from his work and entered his rest and if you check the context of what God said in Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 the day should not have had an end because if you check it every day had an evening and morning the Sabbath didn't that's why Bible says in in Hebrews chapter 4 that even up to now there remaineth a rest it means that it has never ended it's still waiting because Joshua could not bring them into that rest. It's still waiting. It means in the spirit, there's a place called the eternal Sabbath. Oh. It is the realm where you enter. You don't think of tomorrow. God has taught it for you. He will tell you a simple statement. Don't think of tomorrow. Even tomorrow has taught it for you. Hey. <laughs> Take no thought of the morrow. The morrow. <laughs> the morrow will do that business for you. So you don't have to think about tomorrow. What you eat, what you wear. Ah, ma, ma. If you are going to plan what you eat, what you wear, it is downloading communication from heaven. It's not planning it. That is why I always tell you, 31st, it's not time to make plans. It's time to resolve his plans. New Year's resolution is the resolution of what God wants to do. Hey. If you keep doing that, you'll be disappointed every year. This year I'll be serious. This year I'll pray more. We didn't even get to July. You had finished. You know that it didn't work. This year I'll read my Bible. Oh, by August, you are still in Leviticus. The way you are calculating it. 1,189 chapters. You know that you are not going to finish. It's like every year, for the past five years, Leviticus arrests you. Leviticus. When you get to Leviticus, you are held. Like, let me go. Leviticus said, I'm Levi. <laughs> we'll wrestle tomorrow. Can I tell you this? If those sacred times are important, I, I want to try this. I want to try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do it. In Genesis chapter 12, God waits for a season. And the season God waits for is this. We don't understand the story behind how God comes to speak to Abraham. But preceding to that story, there was a man called Nimrod. Now, in the days of Nimrod, he was called a great hunter upon the face of the earth. He was not hunting animals, he was hunting men. He was forcing men to submit to his kingdom, forcing a new language, a new way of thinking, a new system of governance. And this is what is happening with this mandatory assignment. This mandatory vaccination is a Nimrodic kind of dimension. Because, brother, nobody should force me to accept any medical treatment by mandation. Then we are entering violation. Because everybody's body can react to the same thing. Even when you are come to marry, everybody's, everybody's wife, in fact, the doctors will advise you that you have to go and do a check on whether contraceptive pill will work for you. So you can't say that everybody will go and take contraceptive pill. It doesn't work for everybody. So to force somebody to take something in his body 
What if it causes an allergy? Because some people, even granite, will make their throat swell. But they are forcing some people to. I'm, I'm telling we are in a Nimrodic generation. But you see, what I wanted to show you was this. In the time of Nimrod, a man arose called Terah. He was not holy, 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 but he was separate from the system of Nimrod. And he had three sons. In fact, they were triplets. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> you see, these are the things you should be wasting your time with. Not wasting, you're investing your time. You're on YouTube. You're on Instagram. Instead of you to start a new challenge, you are following a foolish challenge. I've dialed the number, I've dialed it. Thank God I'm a prophet. When I'm done, I'm gone. I've set the landmine. Ubufu Kram, a cop. Child of God, we are doing slow motion challenge. Yeah. And, 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 and I say, <laughs> When the child of God sees slow motion, why would you hold the mic and say, Tongues challenge? Child of Satan is showing you how to do life. Look at what he said. And now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. If you check it in Genesis 5, he mentions his age. When he begat Nahor, Abram at the same time. It's the same way he spoke about how Noah begat Ham, Shem, and Japhet. So they were triplets. Shem, Japhet, Ham, they were triplets. He was 500 years when he begat the three boys. Noah was 500 when he begat Ham, Shem, and Japhet. So he was not 501, 502, 503. He said 500. Am I preaching a message to you? So these are triplets. But also for the shocking part is that by the time these triplets grow up, two are dead. One goes to form a nation. But he goes to form a nation called Haran, where Abraham and his father go and stay for a while, Haran. So Haran names the place after him. He territorizes the place. But apparently Haran is not the chosen one. But he's mimicking what has been chosen for him, just like Jacob and Esau. Esau is Edom. Jacob is Israel. There is Haran. But God said to Abraham, I'm not calling you to stay in a city I gave your, husband, your, your brother. In fact, that city I didn't give to him, he created it. There's a city I'll show you. That's why when he got there, he realized that it can't be like his brothers. So he sought for a city whose builder was God. He wanted a different land because if I get it like my brother's own, I will not be different from him. I want one that is higher. So God honored it and said, there's a place called paradise. Abraham's bosom is a land. In this reality, I want to show you something very powerful. They are all married. At this time, Lot is born. If a Lot is so born at an early stage, he feels he can compete with his uncle. And Abraham is 70, no child. 80, no child. Because in the spirit, when God was trying to destroy the Nimrodic system, he had found an Abraham. Because if you check even the rabbi's document, Rod took note that someone was going to be born who would destroy their system. Can I announce to you the church is the greatest threat to this Nimrodic Babylonian system that is in this world. That is why everything that is being attacked is not about vaccination. Black lives is attacking the church. Gay lesbian is attacking the church. Vaccination is attacking. Everything is attacking the church because that is Abraham. The people of the promise 
that will destroy the mystery Babylon, which is a root of the tower of Babel. Am I opening your eyes to something? Yeah. I want you to see it well. Your marriage is not for rings. This generation, when you marry, all you want is big ring and like, ah, oh, yeah, the Lord bless you. <laughs> yeah, we the married, we the married. Yeah, welcome to the big table. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bible says for this course, I was telling somebody something recently, and also I told them something. The mystery behind marriage is this My love is not enough. In counseling, I've realized love is not enough. I've seen people at the brink of divorce who love themselves deeply. Love is not enough. It's more than love. Bible says for this cause. So so it means that if love is not enough, the magnet for marriage is not love. It's a cause. That is why our fathers who didn't court could marry. And when they married, though they didn't love each other, their children were a cause, so they stayed together. That's why two families and two husbands, a husband and wife, who don't love themselves again, they want to divorce, but they say because of the children. The moment a cause comes, it is more gluish. It, it, it's, a, it's a potent glue than the love they have. So if you are here and you want to marry, find a cause. If you are married, add a cause. Because that is the binding factor than love. <laughs> we had a conference with Dr. George and he made a statement that was so profound and blessed my heart. He said, love is a perishable commodity. It must be renewed every day. If you don't work on your love, it can finish. Mm. Yeah, love can finish. It's perishable. If somebody is giving you her, I mean some people you can call them, what from my blast things? You know they call me. You call them. Perishable. The love is finishing. Because the moment you think of tension, that person's face comes. If you're a wife here, don't give tension to your husband. Because if he's looking for any tension situation, you are the first face. So your husband will be in the house quietly. Oh, honey, I want to travel to my, 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 with my mother to come and say, Oh, is that so? Are you sure? Okay, the Lord be with you. As soon as you close the door, I mean, it does so. I mean, so I can. Like, you are free to sleep, to eat, to chill. Because wifey is not there. But some wives too have learned how to be wives. They are not knives. And some husbands too have learned to be husbands. They are not hunchbacks. This is from Nigeria. <laughs> I'm preaching. Now, what is happening is this. What is happening is this, Osofo. The, 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 the dimension of it is this, Osofo. The woman must learn to be the resting place of the man. Christ found the resting place in the church. But until then, he said, foxes have holes, birds have nests. Where shall the son of man lay his head at? A man is looking for a place to lay his head. That is why in all the communications of the women that came into the life of Samson, only Delilah was the place he could put his head. Yeah, pastor says, is it difficult? You want your head? Just let us use our head to rest on your leg. Rest. Have you eaten? No. Why? I don't feel like eating. Why? Are you sure? Smile a little bit. Have you two missed me? Give me a pair. Hey, sister, don't pressure your husband like that. Allow him. I listened to a certain... <laughs> I listened to a certain <laughs> comedian who made a very interesting statement. And I, was so in, I was impressed by the psychology. He said, men like to be alone, but they don't want to be lonely. So it means we want to be alone in the hall, but make sure if you're a wife, we know you're around. But just not in the hall. 
Hey, let me start preaching before I answer questions in the house. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm. Because apparently all men like high volume music. Can the men testify here? And apparently all the women say the volume is too high. Calm down. And you can't enjoy the song. We like the thing. Want to feel the bass. But the women say calm down. It's too loud in the car. Calm down. So the best is let's put it off. <laughs> because if it's not high volume, I'm not enjoying it. So it's bad. Me telling love on the enemy. The seat is up when you finish weaving. The seat is down. Wait, oh, they are, they are married men here. They are married. Also, we did the mass in the house. I said, let's do Sahendra. Also, I say, when I'm coming to Wiwi, I lift it. Because it's down. He said, yes. When you two are coming to Wiwi, bring it down. He said, it's draw. We all do something to Wiwi. Some people are not getting what I'm talking about. Mm. Mm. But after a while, when, 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 when that understanding comes, you become considerate. Yeah. So you yourself will put it down. That your wife needs oh, it yeah. down. That's but brother, mm. we all rush to the bathroom. Mm. We want to wee-wee. Yeah. It's up. Mm. So you put it down. Mm. Me too, when I come, you've left it down. Yeah. And you forget that I'm also a man. Also a man. It needs to be up. Yeah. So I'll lift Don't it too. So me. all the two of us, hey. we are doing something to wee-wee. Yeah. This is not a fight. So to wee-wee, put the seat down. Man, to wee-wee, lift it up. Yeah. So at the last time you came it's to meet mine. it, do your action. Yeah, Those who are not married, they don't understand. You marry. You will be shocked that you are fighting over why the light is on and why it should be off. Then you will go and buy the dimming one. When you dim it to, she say, eh, she, she me nim, eh, she, she me nim. Eh, she, hey, it's your trouble. Then when you leave to go and read in the heart, you are leaving me. Hey. <laughs> Oh man, 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 man. The men should slap their hands for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. The purpose of marriage is beyond love. Don't get me wrong, of course, God needs your love to be attracted to each other, of course. But there's a the cause and the purpose is the bond, it's the engine, it's the strength. Because we know we are going somewhere. And I told some people recently. Loneliness is not the absence of a person in the room. It is the displacement in dimensions. So I can be in the same room with you. Many married people are in the same room, but they are lonely. Because the husband is in dimension A. The woman is in dimension B. The man is becoming spiritual. The woman is rather becoming carnal. You'll be lonely. Because you're in different dimensions. That's why you are praying together. We are fasting together. We are sharing Bible together. We'll never be lonely. As long as you are in a different dimension from mine, you can be lying by myself, but I'm lonely. Because there's, there's no equal dimension. My darling, I'm Babio. I've helped you. Before you marry, eh, forget the breast, forget the bottles. When you finish, my realize that there are other commodities in the market. Did you understand what I said? There are other options of the commodity in the market. You realize that the time you bought your gold, it was $1,100. When you are finished buying the gold and you are married, you realize it's now 1006 The value has gone higher. 
but you are finished buying a thousand one. We're like, ah. So some people go like, ah, if I had waited, I would have got a better version. Sister, <laughs> if you also wait a thousand six, by the time you finish buying it, thousand eight. Yeah. yeah. So there must be a course. The course is the beautification project of this is now born essence of my essence before container of my container. So if you don't see essence in a woman, you are going to waste your time and the essence of your life. Someone said, mm, what shall we do then? Upgrade. Upgrade with the Holy Ghost. Some of you, eh, you are a prayer away from your meet, meeting your husband. Because the husband has prayed a prayer. Let this woman I meet be like this. And you are still not like that. You will never meet him. Oh. Eh. Ah. Ay, 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 ma. Ask the husbands here, the men here. Some of the things they ask for, for they didn't ask that they want a big, just a big something, something. No, 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 not big things. No, don't be deceived at all. Some of us we pray the prayer, said, Lord, when we enter the church, let that woman who is praying, let the beauty, like you said, the woman, I do your Yeah, I saw something on YouTube, I, I think you told Instagram, he said, What if he said, be a beauty queen and a, a house help or something, you know how to slay at the same time, you know how to be a slave. I, I mean, I was like, Whoa, church of God, when she's done etiquette, hello, sir, how are you doing? Casa, now not but when she's switching to prayer, we're like, Hey, no, 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 this is the because an Utu Kwanya, the children will pray. Oh, yeah, it's a woman who takes care of the children, I'm telling you. That's why your wife should be your first project. Every prayer you pray, let her learn to pray. Because you can be a wonderful pastor and your children will go off because your wife is not praying. But your wife can pray. In the morning, she'll call them. Sit down, let's pray. Let's read the Bible. Teach you. Let, let, let me. What did you learn? Uh-huh. By the time you come on, your children are quoting scriptures to you. You know it's not you, Bishop. When the Pope said it, he said all his children, his wife who raised them, not him. Well, he was too busy to raise them. I, I know I'm making some people think, hey, should I break up? <laughs> the Lord will help you. <laughs> Man, I like causing confusion. Eh? Nice, nice, I like it. <laughs> Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. What I'm trying to bring your mind to is this. God did all he did before time was formed. And I love what that song that I think that he got times and seasons in his hand. You call for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. And you have chosen to call me own. You've got times and seasons in your hand. You called for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. And you have chosen 
to call me oh you are God from beginning to the end So Abraham is the chosen of God. And Genesis 12, God comes to speak to Abraham. Follow me. And I'll send you to a land which you don't know. When I bring you there, I'm going to establish something. I've been meaning to do it for a while now. Abraham rather follows his father. And they get to a place called Haran. Because apparently it's a place his father was conversant with. It was easy for business and everything. It was close to the water, Chaldean, the Chaldean River. So they were just enjoying themselves. And when he finally heard God's call again when the father had died, you know, you can see the story also in Acts chapter um, 7 when Stephen was recounting it. Now, when this thing was now finally ended and was leaving, he carried a certain boy called Lot. Now, I'll show you some. I'm, 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 these are very powerful dimensions to the operations of God. By the time Abraham was entering the promised land in Genesis 12, the land God will show him. Bible says when he entered the land, there was famine. Now, isn't it amazing that God told Abraham to come to a land? But when he got to the land, he rather went to meet an adverse situation, which was not originally intended by God. But the issue of the adverse situation was because of the timing of Abraham. Listen, delayed obedience changes the parameters of the enjoyment. If he had gone at the time, he should have gone. Just like Isaac in, Acts, in Genesis 26. Bible says he should stay in the land, enjoy it, and he'll reap a hundredfold. And because he obeyed instantly, he got exactly what he had to get in the season he had to get it. But Abraham delayed his timing. So he went in the wrong season. So when he got to the season, there was rather famine there. Don't delay what God has told you. Jump to it and do it now. Because the day God told you to pray, if you don't pray, you say, Lord, now I'm ready to pray. You say, you are struggling to pray. You even begin to question whether God told you to pray. Because you've delayed. The energy to pray is not there again. Jesus said to the disciples, so you couldn't tie me one hour and pray. God gave them three different occasions to tap into the hours of the Spirit. But by the time they wanted to pray, it was no more by the command of the Lord. Can I tell you this? Prayer is only effective when God demands it from you. So when God says, wake up at five, and you don't wake up, and you wake up at seven, you struggle to pray. It don't work. You are, like, you are like Peter. He said, wake up at five. You didn't. He even has mercy on you and say, six, wake up. The alarm will and snooze assisted. Wake up. Have you noticed that's ever happened to you before? God can wake you up three different times. He has mercy. After that, he won't talk again. When you now wake up and you're ready to pray, he's not there. Drama, drama. Lord, where are you? Lord, you seem so far away. A million miles above today. He's gone. Sometimes someone said it. He said, when my beloved came to call me, I was lazing on the bed. He was about the lattice and the windows. But when I woke up, I smelt him by the knob of the door, the aloes and the mare. Then she went to town. 
asking the daughters of Jerusalem, where have you hidden my beloved? When he was looking for you, you didn't look for him. Now you are now looking for him. That's God. Though. When it comes to relationship or prayer, it's a love affair. Can I show you the prayer life? Songs of Solomon chapter 2 verse 14. Let me show you why it is important to respond to God when he wants you to pray. Songs of Solomon 2 14. Look at it. Shoot it. He says, oh my dove, thou art the cleft of the rough. In the secret places of the stairs, let me see thy countenance. So when God calls you to come and pray, he's not calling you so that you will display himself. He wants to see your face. He said, oh my. So when God says, come and pray, <laughs> he wants to see your face. You know, one day I was praying, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, that thing you've been saying, eh? ah, hmm. He said, you've been saying that, ah, hola, baba, where are the Elijahs of God? Where are the Daniels of God? Where is the Lord God? So God is also looking up from heaven and he's also seeing his part. Luke 137 says that with God, all things are possible. That is what man says. But do you know in heaven there's a different statement? With man, This is what man will say. God had to also say it's a different one. So whilst man is saying, with God, all things are possible. God is also saying, with man. Oh man, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Because with means is cooperation. It means God can't do it by himself. There are certain things God needs us. So in the same regards, whilst we say, with God, all things are possible. The God heard and the angels are also saying, with man, all things are possible. But we don't understand the other side of the, the queen. He's seeking to see your countenance. So anytime you show up to pray, ah, I'm not preaching our prayer today, but it's a gracious thing, sir. Prayer is connection to habitat. And that habitat is God breathing into man, not breathe upon, breathe into. So it means all the breath of God entered man, mouth to mouth resuscitation. The first face Adam saw was God's face. So anytime you are praying, you are face to face with God. It's called proskoneo. Face to face. Prosyokomai. It means... You are standing face to face. God can feel your, your breath, the breath of your, 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 your nostril on his face. So when you breathe in prayer, your air blows God's hair. And God's air blows your face. So expiration inspires. And his expiration becomes your inspiration. So there is a gaseous exchange that destroys mortality. So he's like your recycling plant. The more I'm praying, he's absorbing dust and releasing life. He's absorbed death. That's why he calls us to see his face. So the more you are praying, anything dying in you, God is absorbing it. He's absorbing it. And when he absorbs it, because he's eternal life, he will recycle it. And after prayer, you are back to life again. I'm telling you, it is Satan's agenda to make you think prayer is about request. So when you don't have any, you don't feel like praying. It is the way you increase in life. Genesis 6 3 said, The Spirit of the Lord ceased to strive with man. The Hebrew word for strive there is the word sue, which means engage. Genesis 3 said, The Spirit of the Lord, yeah? Aha, will not always strive. The word strive is engage, be an empire, referee. And Bible says, Because of that, man's age became 120. So the moment the Holy Ghost stopped engaging man, man's lifespan was reducing. Listen, the more the Holy Ghost stops engaging you, why? He is the spirit of life. So as long as you are not engaging him, your life is reducing. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! You, are, you are shortchanging yourself. Oh. 
Lakupa, Shlakababa. Increase the life. Mura Krika, Revedu, Spekenemita. It's not because I need a thing, I need a car. I'm increasing my life. My life. Erekovo Spregis, Alemetures, Rakuba Sparta, Respegadilia, Rekoba Sparata, Resbraiken, Asambitole Shite, Agigite, Spa Atala, Reprecatele. These are the things you put before you when you are praying. And I'm telling you, you can do it for seven hours because you realize that something is dying in you. So when you stay before him, you are staying till you can feel the kick of life. Fear is dying. Faith is coming alive. And you can see things that scare you. And all of a sudden, you don't know why the propensity and intensity of your prayer changes. All of a sudden, you have seen what is scaring you. You have seen what is coming from your mother's side. You have seen what is coming from your father's side. Out of nowhere, a dynamism enters you. Somebody will ask you, what have you seen? What are you asking for? I'm increasing life. I'm increasing life. I'm increasing life. I'm increasing life. First John chapter 5. If you see a brother sin a sin that does not lead to death, pray for life for him. So the more I receive life, the more I'm able to walk in the life of God, the more I'm unable to sin. I'm immobilized to death. I'm mobilized to God. A day comes, the groaning of the spirit intercepts your normal groaning. You start by ayata, 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 ayata. But a time comes, the Holy Ghost takes the metabolism, He takes the mechanism of your speech, and all of a sudden, the way your tongue is spinning, the way your tongue is flowing, you know it is not you. You are in the ramp. Your biology cannot contain the groaning. He has taken over. Mortality has been swallowed of life. And you are lost in the atmosphere. You are lost to men's accolade. You are drunk in the spirit. And after a while, as you grow and the intoxication of the spirit comes on you, you begin to sway. No one is in the room, but you are swaying to the left and to the right, to the left and to the right. You have entered travail. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her child. You are writhing in pain. You are twisting in discomfort. God can now give you his burdens. He said, bear ye one another's burden for feeling the law of Christ. At that level, you are bearing burdens. You are no more with request. You are in the dimension of the burdens of God. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. 
Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.